I really strongly believe that solution engineering and pre-sales is such a good career path for women. Women by nature are, they're relationship builders, they're curious, they know how to hold a conversation, they know when to listen, and they know when to stop talking. And that, you know, that maps so well into the discovery process, which is such an important skill for any good SEs. Welcome to Presales Heroes, which is from Vivin, the world's first platform for presales. Today, we're talking to Leah McTiernan, Vice President of Solutions Engineering at DocuSign. Leah has been with DocuSign for over six years and has over 100 people on her team. Hey, I'm Greg Howard, and I'm thrilled to be talking to Leah McTiernan, VP of Solution Engineering at DocuSign. Leah, how is Philadelphia today? Uh, Philadelphia is rainy today, actually. It's been really, really humid here. Uh, but we have uh, some very welcome rain. Well, why don't we start out by uh, hearing your hero origin story? Uh, tell me, tell me how you got into pre-sales. I know it was interesting because you started actually as a software developer and then kind of jumped tracks. So maybe you can kind of walk me through that journey. Yeah, I'd love to. And I'll go way back, Greg. So hopefully this response won't take too long. Um, but when I look back on my career journey, there are a few moments I'll highlight because ultimately they navigated me to pre-sales, which I feel really strongly is the best job in the world, especially for women, which I'll, I'll come back to. Um, but first is college. In light of COVID, I've been reflecting lately on my college experience and I went to a state university. I went to UNH. It wasn't by choice, but it was because it was very affordable. And the rule in my house uh, was either you get into one of the top 10 schools and we'll figure out how to pay for it, or you're going to our state school, right? Just because it was very, very, very reasonable. And truth be told, at 18 years old, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And at that time, I didn't realize the value in attending a true university that had a business school, an engineering school, a nursing school, science, and, and so much more. And it was great because I was able to test and explore at a young age. So I actually started out as a hotel management major. That wasn't a fit. Um, after a semester, I shifted to business school, which I, which I loved. But then I became interested in engineering and computer science. And so I was able to add a computer science minor, which was awesome and, and did give me great exposure um, to software development and coding, what that might be like. And then the second thing that happened, again, as I lament back and I realized how, how fortunate this was, is that, you know, I was going to college. I needed money like many students. And my freshman year, I was taking a bus to the mall and it was horrible, but I was, you know, you know, working all these hours at night just to have spending money. And then I got really lucky my sophomore year because I got a job at a software company and I was working in a QA lab testing software. It was such an invaluable experience. And when I graduated, I took a job at this company as a company actually ultimately bought by Computer Associates. And I, I had, you know, moved up, right? I was no longer a QA engineer, but I, they moved me into actual software development. My first job was to learn about MIBs, management information bases, and write a simple program that would identify if a router switch was up or down. And I struggled. Um, it was a big jump for me to go from my cozy QA testing lab, testing software, to actually writing software. 
and I got nervous. I doubted myself. I felt like there was no lifeline um, or person to turn to. It was a 25 person team of engineers. I was the only woman. So I, and I was much younger uh, than most of the people on the team. So, so I aborted, I, I, I shifted out of that role. I, I moved into a sister team um, to begin working as a project manager um, that actually consulted with that engineering team. But so, you know, this was so long ago, like 20, you know, 20 plus years ago. And I think companies have come a long way to support women in tech and I've thought a lot about this. I honestly don't think software development was right for me. And I feel like I can say that because, you know, it was something that would take me a hundred lines of code to get working, you know, a peer could do in like 50, right? So there were signs that were there that, oh, this may not be the right path. But I think about the women that could have been in my place and, you know, they really were meant to stay in that role, but for, you know, many different reasons, um, you know, they had that same feeling of imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough. I shouldn't be in this role. And ultimately they may have aborted way too early as well. And I just, I, I really hold to like, when you're underrepresented, it's hard, your confidence level is lower. You don't, it's harder to speak up when you're in a room you know, of 25 men, it's scary, especially at a younger age, um, versus if I had been in a room of 25 women, I would have felt, I think, much differently. So I hold that experience, um, you know, today. But again, like just to kind of get on my career. So that was a really good, I had a lot of really, I, you know, looking back, a lot of great experience. And I became now a project manager in this engineering consulting team. And at a young age, I was 22, traveling all the time to customer sites, installing software, troubleshooting issues, always on the phone with engineers. And, and many times when I got it up and running, I'd do a presentation. You know, so I was you know, presenting um, to the system engineers in the room. And at a young age, realized like, wow, I love the travel I love, you know, the different challenges. I love working with customers and building relationships. And I like working with technology. So I continued down this path for about 10 years in a consulting services uh, delivery type role. And then one day I was at a kickoff meeting for a big customer implementation. And I just remember we had a group, you know, we all were presenting. I ended up demoing um, the software. And after the meeting, a sales leader approached me about joining the pre-sales team. And I, you know, I said, no, not for me. But what I did start to do was pay much more attention to that team that hadn't really been on my radar before. And I started to notice that this is a pretty interesting position. And, you know, they're selling the dream, the vision, they're interacting with the customers. They're not necessarily owning the implementation and the challenges that go along with that. So the more I learned about the job, the more I learned about the role, which had been unknown to me until, you know, really that time, um, I wanted in. And so several months later, I became a solution engineer and I loved it from day one. But, you know, I, I was your classic SE who would, you know, train you on the software and want to show every single you know, bell and whistle and and not sell the value of the solution. So I had work to do. I worked really hard, but I also, I, at that point then had great mentors. Um, and I found, I love the competitive nature of sales as well. So I played sports my whole life. So this is a career that was really bringing together the business acumen, the technical, and then, you know, the competition. 
That's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a great hybrid of skills, right? The athletic background, the technology, and then the, the, the desire to win, you know, yeah. you're, you're, when you're looking back, it's, it's lucky because you look at that detour in the software development. And now you look back and you're like, you know, actually, I'm really glad I didn't go down that path uh, because it wasn't right for you. But you also look at the people, uh, the, the women who may, it may be right for and found themselves in a similar situation. It sounds like that really informed once you kind of accelerated your career in uh, sales engineering and solution engineering to do something about it. So maybe you could talk a little bit about um, your ERG or employee resource group that you've created at DocuSign. Yeah, I'd love to. And actually, one thing I'll add um, before I jump into the to the wise ERG is that, and I alluded to this, I really strongly believe that solution engineering and pre-sales is such a good career path for women. I mean, there's the flexibility and a lot of a lot of pre-sales roles allow you to work from home, which is great if you have families and kids. But like women by nature are they're relationship builders. They're curious. They know how to hold a conversation. They know when to listen and they know when to stop talking. And that just, you know, that maps so well into the discovery process, which is such an important skill for any good SEs. And I think, you know, I see some of the best women on our team today that are able to keep our customers talking. And it's a lot of times pushing those conversations where you really get, um, you know, you really get to the customer pain and challenge. And, and that ultimately helps um, us become a better partner to our customers as well. It's that innate talent. And yeah, and, you know, we do have a women in solution engineering ERG at DocuSign. And the first I heard, the first time I ever heard the term wise uh, was at an FC leadership event many years ago where Penelope Thompson from Salesforce was going to be doing a TED talk on WISE and Salesforce had just launched their program and it was designed to help promote women in the solution engineering role. And I thought, wow, like this is awesome. I love this. It really resonated, but I went back, you know, to my day job at DocuSign. I didn't do anything with it at that time, but it was in the forefront of my mind. Fast forward one year, we had a new woman SE join us, uh, Kelly Podersky, and she just brought a whole new level of passion around women in solution engineering. And it was it was the extra push needed. Uh, and in very short order, Kelly and I co-founded Wise at DocuSign. And at that time, it wasn't an ERG. It was a small group of passionate women who wanted to get more resolute in our professional development and, and networking in a safe space. Because, you know, things are not always easy. You have good days, you have bad days. Um, but that group ultimately did evolve into an ERG. And what I think we did well from the start was we had the incredible support of my boss, um, our, our DocuSign CRO, Lauren Alhada, who's been amazing from day one. We, we solicited the support of our CEO, who was also incredible. And then we very consciously built a relationship with our chairwoman of the board, Maggie Wilderotter. And Maggie loved what we were doing so much that last summer she invited the DocuSign Y. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> we all realized it. She invited the DocuSign Wise ERG and leaders from Salesforce Wise ERG to her vineyard in California for an offsite. Yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. And 
at that offsite, we had the chance to present um, to Maggie more about WISE, our mission and our charter. And I think when you, you know, when you do have executive sponsorship at those levels, it's incredibly important to make sure you're holding yourself accountable um, and you're able to articulate the value of your ERG um, to the team and the business. So early on, and again, you know, modeled by Salesforce, we started to use the V2Mom format to do this, which is vision, value, method, obstacles, measures. And we presented to Maggie in that format, you know, what we were doing and just got great guidance and counsel from her. I still look back on like, especially now in light of COVID, like on what a unbelievable experience that was that we had the chance to be in an environment um, with her like that. And she doesn't mince words for anyone that knows her. Um, It started to just give us some really good feedback. I think the one that struck us the most was she said, where are the outcomes? Like, where are the outcomes? What outcomes are you trying to drive with WISE? So our V2 mom very quickly became a V2 Momo. We added that O on the end for outcomes and our very, it's top of mind now for us when we are create our methods are really our focus areas. And we always want to make sure we can talk about how we're measuring ourselves, who's accountable and what outcomes we're driving. She also gave us really good coaching that, you know, I think applies to, to WISE but also, you know, broadly just in management and leading the team and a sense of like, you don't need to boil the ocean DocuSign, right? Like WISE, our WISE program was much smaller than Salesforce at the time. And I almost felt like we were trying to keep up with every single thing that they were doing. And she helped us realize you got to right size, like where you are in your journey is not where Salesforce is in their journey. And keep that in mind, one or two initiatives for DocuSign could be as powerful as, you know, four or five, where they have the the bench strength and the the critical mass to do a little more. Um, And I've also, you know, that's been incredible advice that we've held with us as well. And then I think the other one was don't, don't just be an ERG, be a BRG and the BRG, you know, employee resource group versus, you know, business resource group. And, you know, she was very direct about don't just be this group, which, you know, I'll say we weren't, but yeah, she <laughs> articulated, don't just be this group of women who sit around the table and talk about how hard everything is, you know, be a group who's <laughs> hyper-focused on driving change for women, but also elevating the DocuSign business. And we've, we've taken that advice very seriously. Yeah, Leah, your story, it seems like there's a lot of real substance in what you're saying. I, I To be very candid, I've been in organizations where there's been some version of what you're talking about, but it seemed like it was a little more lip service and not a lot of substance. But uh, talk about the outcomes for a second, maybe just to help the people listening. If you were to do something like this, what kind of outcomes did you guys decide to focus on? What were the things you really decided to zero, zero in on to, to make it measurable. And I'll, I'll try to talk broadly in the sense of, I think WISE has done a lot of things. I'll, you know, air quote proprietary maybe to the business that help really elevate our solution engineering, selling motions and assets. Um, but some things that I would love to share that we've done are, you know, we have helped um, create an ally program for all ERGs at DocuSign, which has been phenomenal. I think one of the things, even having that wonderful event 
with with Maggie is we we want to be inclusive. We don't want to be exclusive. So many of the the male solution engineers on our team um, are a a very active or have a very active role in Wise, and I think that has also um, helped broadly, you know, across the the organization. You know, just realize have more understanding and compassion um, to to the mission that we're trying to drive. But you know, we we worked to create an ally program broadly across all ERGs. Um, another benefit, you know, is that we realize Wise was you know by putting that focus on women, you know, underrepresented women in a technical role. We, we started to see a tremendous increase in uh, the number of women on our team. We still have a lot of work to do, but it, it is up over 20% since inception. And we realized about a year and a half ago, like if we can do this and we're starting to see this traction for women, let's get more focused on diversity. And so, I, yeah. Increase yeah. in, in, in 20%. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we did a great job. Um, and, and again, we still have a, a lot of work to do, um, you know, with women, but now wise, you know, you know, we have three, you know, very strong black women in our team that formed the first DNI council at DocuSign. And, and they said, we want to, we want to start to bring this focus um, to underrepresented minorities, not necessarily just focused on gender. And this is across our organization. So we started to look at what programs and recruiting efforts um, can WISE lead, again, that would help our entire solution engineering team. And so that that was over a year and a half ago, um, and we've made tremendous progress, and, and we're starting to do many more things now. Um, with that council, including we're starting a, a new intern program, um, a lot. And I think a lot of the things we've modeled out, um, you know, are, we're seeing our peer teams and organizations and, and ERGs adapt as well. So we've, able, we've been able to build a lot of great synergy, um, you know, that really initiated with WISE. An- another one, uh, one more is, you know, we started to realize, and I think this is maybe a plight of many ERGs, it's a lot of work. And you get super passionate about it. I'm incredibly passionate about it. Kelly's very passionate about it. But we have a day job as well. And there's only so much you can do. And a lot of this work does kind of then shift to to nights and weekends. And we really had to figure out how to scale the ERG. And this and this does tie back to, you know, what Maggie was saying. And you have to identify where you are in your journey and grow accordingly. And we have now put in place more of a, a infrastructure to scale. So we have steering committees, um, you know, board, you know, that align very tightly to our methods or focus areas. So our steering committees have you know very clear goals and objectives, measurement, attainment, and but we have people helping us lead and run those. So the organization has grown big enough where we can actually get to that point, which is amazing. Um, and, and it's giving us now a foundational layer of scale and infrastructure that we can continue to build and, and, and grow. And again, I think by doing that, it's not only helped just from a time management and bandwidth perspective, but it's also a great way for women who may be in an individual contributor role today um, to pressure test leadership, right? And see like, okay, I am now owning um, this, I'm responsible for making sure, you know, we're driving to these outcomes. And, and it's a great, you know, it's, you know, and, and honestly, everyone's doing phenomenal with it. But, 
you know, it's a great way to pressure test, hey, do I like, you know, being in a leadership role and and having to come up with, um, you know, game plans and running meetings and leading meetings and getting, you know, a a group of people behind what I'm looking to accomplish. Um, It's we found that it's it's really been a great avenue for a lot of women in our organization, you know, to dip their toe in the water there. That's actually a really great insight that one of the benefits of the ERG to the organization is a company like DocuSign, with your scale and size and growth is going to be constantly looking for the next generation of leaders and you're going to want to find them internally. And this gives a great proving ground for that. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's been great. I think it's, um, I don't even think we realized, you know, when we, when we, we came up with the idea or when we were like, all right, we're at the point where we can have steering committees and, and chairs and leads, like how well that mapped to career develop, broader career development. Um, so it's been awesome. It's been great. Well, yeah, I want to jump back to something you actually mentioned earlier in this conversation because it really struck a core with me. You were talking about why pre-sales is a great career for women. And you were talking about some of the, the attributes that women bring to it, such as they are better at eliciting conversations and, and, and talking from the prospects. And there's one thing that's really true is if you can keep the prospect talking, you're going to get nothing but gold. Uh, a great insight and almost zooming out from from the gender aspect of what we're talking about, knowing that, how do you kind of coach your team to be better at listening, better at getting the prospect to talk and better at, at, at helping them participate in a, in, in a you know, bi-directional flow that's going to help help your team sell more? Yeah, no, I mean, it's a great question. And um, it's really interesting to a DocuSign because we have um, solution engineers, you know, from small, medium business all the way through enterprise. And I'll, I'll mention that because you could have a solution engineer with, you know, one or two years tenure um, in their career. And then we have a solution engineer that has 20 plus, um, you know, years of tenure in, 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 the, in the solution engineering career. So it's really, it's, it's fascinating to kind of get to see that evolution or, the, or that journey. And I think what stands out to us as leaders is it's really, you know, you can, you know, you can get super motivated, the like young SEs that are going to do all the training and every single above and beyond thing that they can do. But then there's some element of like, you actually need the at bat like you can't um you know just go through a training for six months that that you can't manufacture like four or five six years of experience and i even think back you know as an se where it's all of those touch points you have all those meetings where you're sitting with a customer and you're you're getting you know probed with questions or you know you're you're getting challenged and you, how do you handle these upset you know objections and you get in these sticky situations or you have, or on the flip side, you have these great conversations and you realize if you can just push and ask a couple more questions, you can get to that goal. But I really, for myself personally, and what I, when I do kind of witness now, like every, every interaction with a customer is such a learning engagement. And, and it, it is hard. There is some element to, you have to have the at-bats to build the muscle. So I think one of the things like we're really trying to work on, you know, from a development perspective is pushing, especially our younger SEs, um, pushing it, pushing them out of their comfort zone and, and giving them the support. And we're even starting to run um, some types of mock meetings where we, we, you know, we have SEs that are a hundred percent, you know, willing to do this where they role play. 
Um, and they know they're going to be uncomfortable and they know they're not going to hundred percent nail it every time. But, you know, each time you go through one of those experiences, you're strengthening those muscles and that will help you excel in the role. Um, you know, in a previous conversation, uh, Leah, you had talked about the importance of mentorship and that even came through also when you're just talking about your hero origin story, you thought if you had, uh, sort of a more of a base of support, it, it might have been easier for you to continue down the software development path. What are what are kind of your thoughts on uh, women in pre-sales now finding mentors? How should how should they go about it? And, and you know, how do you kind of think of the importance of that? Yeah, and 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 I'll maybe even respond from more of a broader perspective because I, I have very specific uh, feelings on mentorship that I'll get to in a second. Um, but I think like overall, because it is interesting, like there's, there's like explicit mentors where you're, you know, you've identified someone, you're, you're going to meet with them every month, you're going to have an agenda and, you know, you, there's that type of a mentor. Um, and then there, there's, you know, I would say more of a mentorship where you identify, you know, women who are, or any, you know, people who have skills, that maybe you want to work on or develop and, and they're modeling, you're able to, you know, learn from them and, and see how they handle situations. Um, and, and that is also a very powerful type of mentorship. So I think overall for, for women in general, I, I really, I love to see women lift other women up and, that is like number one. Like we should, we are in it together. And and for all intents and purposes, you know, I look at this across the team, right? Like a huge element of our culture is is attitude, work ethic, and and always helping each other out. And in particular, for women to be able to lift each other up. Um, and and a big part of that is is mentoring, right? So being able to extend to you know those younger SEs to show them the path and talk through the challenge. Like I was just saying, you know, those years of experience, you, you, you do learn things. And that scenario for me, I love more of the scenario based mentorship of like, what do you, you know, what's on your mind? What are the challenges that you're feeling today? You know, give me a situation and I'll share with you how I would think about it or how, how I would approach it or how I would handle it. And I think, you know, and I even know a couple mentors um, within our organization today and, and I, their words are aligned to, you know, we have, women have to push the boundaries. They have to take on the challenges. They have to show initiative, you know, continue to do things outside your comfort zone. Also like knowing your strengths and how to use them. I think a theme in general with women is that they're not technical enough and, and I go back to, you know, what I said earlier around knowing your strengths, right? Like presentation and communication skills and the ability to have those conversations and know the customer are, are just as important as the technical skills. So you need to build both muscles um, and then you need to find the ways to practice. And then I think you need to find, you know, mentors that will really, you know, hold you accountable to that. Like there's, and again, I, I do like, there's the soft mentors um, that, you know, it's more of a, hey, how's it going? Everything's great. Okay, awesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then there's like the mentors that are like, you're here today. By the time this mentorship is done in six months, I want you doing these five things that you told me you don't feel comfortable doing. So I think I, I, I've seen and I, I share this just because I, I, I've seen um, I've seen both sides of it. 
and you know, I think Simon Sinek has a great um, quote or, you know, story, I should say story um, about how, you know, the best tour there, he really believes well, the best mentors are mentor, mentor, right? Yeah, like, I love, it's really I love not him. a mentor. Yeah. And I love that too. And I, I'm actually in a, um, a mentor relationship like that right now myself, where it's someone who's not, who's on the engineering side of the business. And we have wonderful conversations that help both of us um, because we both bring our challenges. We get the different perspective. And at the same time, it's helping us each learn more about the intricacies of each other's business that we probably wouldn't know. I love the idea of mentorship with accountability too. And that, that actually seems to be a theme you, you brought up also also with your story about how you, how you formed the, the ERG. We, this has been really fantastic and informative. And I have to tell everybody that not only is, is Leah taking her time to talk to us about all this, but she's doing it on the last day of the quarter at DocuSign. I think we all know uh, what, what, th- what that's like. So that, uh, that shows how passionate you are about, about the topic. I really appreciate you taking the time. I, I hope you have something fun planned so you can relax this weekend. Yeah, actually we do. So you mentioned I live in Philly. Um, I love Philadelphia. I'll say best city in the world. Um, it's been an amazing place for, for me and my family, but we're actually going to the beach this weekend. Uh, so we're going to be af- moving out of our house for a few days and moving into a beach house. So my, I have two young daughters, my husband, we can't wait. So we're really looking forward to having a, we're hoping the rain stops. It's a nice sunny weekend. We could be on the beach. I am super jealous. That sounds fantastic. Leah, I can't thank you enough. It's been great. I hope you have a terrific rest of the weekend. And thanks again for talking to Presales Heroes. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. And thank you for everything Vivint is doing to elevate the pre-sales role. I love it. 